Okay, board game rants here where you'll find everything solo tabletop gaming and more. And here's what I've been playing for about the last week and a half. Today's July 8th, 2020. All right, let's get after it. It's been a little while. You know, in the summertime here in Western Washington in uh, the States, when the sun comes out, you know, you got to get out there because you just don't get a lot of chances. And so, you know, I find myself less and less inside willing to take the time to put up a video or do something like this. Because if I'm not playing a game, I'm outside <laughs> if I can. And uh, it's just, you know, it's just the way you got to do it here in, in the summers in the Pacific Northwest because it just doesn't, not a lot of sunshine. Well, some, some summers are fantastic, but we've had a couple crappy ones now in a row. Well, this one still has yet to be officially determined crappy, but it's, you know, a lot of spotty sunshine. You just got to get out there, enjoy the weather, because after the weather is gone in two to three months, well, it goes back to rain. I digress. What have I been playing? I'll tell you, I've been playing lots of games, but not many plays of lots of games because I'm playing pretty heavy games. And Too Many Bones is the first one that I was after. Splice and Dice, just a fantastic expansion through and through. Love Splice and Dice. Even though one of its main things is to play this completely separate standalone kind of game using its components, and I'm not all about that. It comes with so much other cool stuff. And all the new tyrants are so incredibly unique and fun. And I just played the last one before I put too many bones away here for a bit. Uh, got new games, you know, got to keep going after them new games. And I was playing, gosh, what was he? It was a mech, uh, sort of like a Terminator. <laughs> it was just like Terminator. It was like for the tyrant, it was just like fighting uh, Terminator. You're busting off pieces instead of health points. It had like these parts that you bust off. And then would come crawling after you. And then if you manage to kill those, then, you know, you, you, you win. And it was very interesting. I, I lost, but uh, I came close. I, I busted off most of its parts and was, was, it was a good battle, but I still lost. Good times. That is too many bones. Splice and dice. Mm, that was worth every penny. Moving on, I got another game in of Mechs vs. Minions with my family. We are now going to be going into, I think, the third story. And we got a, it looks like a boss fight coming up. So uh, we had a, had a good time. That's a great family co-op game. It's just beautiful. I mean, the pieces are huge and chunky and gorgeous and colorful. And, and the game just shines on the table. It's such a production, and it don't play half bad either. So that's a nice, you know, when the, you get those combined. And so mechs and minions still have uh, just off to the side there for when we next want to pull that out after dinner or whatever and go after the next little little story, kind of a campaign, a bit of a vibe there for sure. Got some more plays in of Newsfjord. That is the Yui Rosenberg that I broke down and finally picked up after a long hiatus. And got three more plays of that. Really, the, the way to play that solo, and it is a it is a very good solo game. It really is. If you're into Yui Rosenberg and you're in, you've played many of them like I have, this has just a, a fresh vibe to it. Maybe it's because I've 
gone on for so long without playing one. I don't know exactly, but I know I'd, I'd kind of found the play uh, just stale that I'd gotten kind of, it just got kind of old really uh, for me. Just the, the game after game of that type of Yui Rosenberg is just, you know, he just does what he does and he does it fantastic, but it's kind of got the same very similar, similar vibe over and over again. And, and I just kind of had enough there, needed a break, took it, heard enough about Newsfjord, picked it up and I don't regret it. And especially if you can get it at a good price. I got it at a very good price on, uh, where did I get it from? I don't remember. It was Amazon. I think, I think I got that one online and I've gotten, I think, a total of 10 plays on that now. So these three plays, though, you can play it in such a way that you play back-to-back -back games and you're using a particular deck of cards and you're cycling through those cards in a certain way. It's very easy to do, very systematic to do, and it, and it, and it makes you kind of change your strategy from game to game. You score each game and you're trying to reach 100 points or more. And then if you get past 100, you, well, you win the, the series and then you kind of get to rank yourself. I have yet to beat that hundred. I've only tried it twice. That that's the series of three games, or maybe it's done it three times. And I think I've, I've only done it twice. And I got ninety-four points this last time. So getting better. But I'm also playing it with. Uh, while you're playing that series of games, you can you can increase the difficulty. And I'm in, I am playing it on its most difficult, where you actually are playing with three different sets of worker placement colors so you're you're really having to watch what you're blocking and kind of plan ahead a little bit it really forces you to think and yet and yet the game as as beautifully done and designed as it as it was because again that's probably the most impressive thing to me about this game is how sophisticated it it feels while you're playing it but it's just so easy to pull it off and that is a uh, that's just a shining example of someone who was so good at their craft, so good at designing games as is Yui Rosenberg that that it's just it's it's astonishing how well implemented the game design is and and it just sits so well with the pace and how absorbed you can get all the options that you have but yet how quickly you can play game to game you can play a series of games here I mean, I have a feeling if you get really good at it, you could do it within within an hour. You could probably crush out a series of three games, and because the setup in between is fairly nominal, uh, if you were really just just not thinking, overthinking stuff, yeah, yeah, hour to an hour and a half though to be to be safe there. Three games, three solo games, a whole series like that. It's very complete feeling, very good worker placement. Yui Gold right there is uh, Newsfjord playing it solo. Moving on, I got some plays in of Mistfall. Mistfall, Heart of the Mist. I've been, I've been trying to, I've been getting after this game for so long. I've had, I've been kind of browsing the rules. Feels like forever. For, for a month? Longer? I don't know. I think longer. And, but just game after game kind of kept getting put ahead of it. I just, <laughs> just kind of set it off the side, you know, went to this next game. I kind of, even though I'd ordered it after, I've had Mistball for a long time, but I got it for a steal as well. I got that online for, I don't know, like 20 bucks. And, and so I just, it was no big rush, but I knew I wanted to get to it. And I did, I finally played it. And so, mm, you know, I don't, honestly, it's weird. I don't really know what to say about it. You, I got three plays in, and then I put it away. But I, I find myself, I, I yearn to pull it out and play it again. But 
you know, there's just some, one, it's not very gorgeous to look at. It's just not, it's, it's, if it's orangey brown <laughs> and it's a bunch of cards. It's not a lot of pieces to move around. It's just, it's just cards and text. And it kind of reminds me of like the matrix. And you, if you like, you watch the movie, there's a scene with the guys looking, you know, on the screen and he can say, oh yeah, there's this, you know, person in a red dress walking down the street of downtown or whatever. It's just, but it's just all symbols on the screen, but he can, he can decipher it. Right. That is kind of mistfall because you're looking at the cards you've played in your tableau, you know, the cards in your hand, your ally cards, the the player board that you have has its own unique abilities on it. Depending on what location you're in, it has its text and stuff you have to keep in mind. You've got the encounter card with its text and stuff to keep in mind. Then you have your enemies all lined out. If you're playing two heroes, you have two sets of all this stuff, all except for the encounters and and, and whatever. And it's just a bunch of texty like text texty textersons. It's just text. And it's not that like fun to look at. It's engaging. And you can pull off some cool combos. You definitely get that sense while you're playing the heroes and stuff, but it's just not it doesn't grab you to, to want to figure it out. It looks so drab. It, it doesn't come with a lot of the pieces that I, I would hope it would to help you keep track of everything. Like, you know, there's a lot of different things that sort of, you know, you should be adding an attack point for this reason, but taking away an attack point for this reason. And it'd be nice to have some tokens that sort of help you keep track of all that. Because otherwise you find yourself spinning around and around and around looking at your, your, your hand, the tableau. You can build up a good sized tableau. And all these things kind of combo and connect. And if it's so, you're, you're going to make, you make so many errors playing this game. I have no doubt because it's just so much. I mean, unless you're so taking your time. Yeah. So while it's, while I find the mechanics quite interesting, I especially love, but then and there's tracks. There's like tracks you got to keep track of. Well, yes, that's what a track is. You keep track of it. And there's, but there's like, a track on your board that has to do with enemy focus. So you've got your, that's going up and down for reasons. And, but that can trigger off things to, to happen based on where you're at in the track, which affects, you know, another track, which is like the reinforcement track, which, which if that goes up, then that can affect the time track. And if that affects time track, then this affects this track. And it's just like, like I said, it's just, it's just so many things to keep track of. And I like what it's trying to do. I love that mechanic. I like kind of the idea as, as you, as you're going into battle, you're creating more focus on you, you know, and you're enraging your enemies. There's a little thing, what happens enrages your enemies. They get pissed. You're just, you're just like going wild. But while you go wild, you have to rack up your enemy focus, which triggers off a bunch of, of things you don't want to happen. Like, like, you have less time to complete this quest now. Like you get more enemies drawn to you. You get more enemies are going to be reinforced. It's very well done, but it's just not that fun to me to kind of try and keep track of it all. It doesn't, it doesn't, it, it's lacking in uh, other areas that, that if it had, you know, if it looked gorgeous and it had more of the things that helped you play effectively without making so many errors and it had you doing less bookkeeping and I think there's ways that it could be modified you know to do that to make it just just easier to pull off rather than just this 
this huge bunch of text and symbols that are telling you to move this track or to, yeah, you know, it's just, like I said, it kind of just looks like the matrix down there. And it takes you a while to really, for it to kind of just be able to read it without taking forever to decipher what is <laughs> what your options are. So there it is. That's Mistfall for you and, and some of my thoughts. Got three plays in there. You know, it was up into the, the second or I think just the second campaign. It's got a little story to it and there's still a couple left and I may get to it, but um, who knows? I had to make room. I took that off because I had the grand game of Lisboa show up. Lisboa, Vita Lacerda. Mm-mm-mm. Nobody does this sweet thematic Euro game design thing that he does like he does it heavy. Ah, oh, just deliciousness. And yeah, I mean, he pulls off one of the, the things that's so hard to pull off in just a Euro game, which is just make you really feel like you're, you're, you're playing, like they're, you're playing a, a story of some sort that it's actually, it's not just a skin. It's not just a, a quick little color he slaps on to, to just try to tie everything together thematically. No, it makes sense thematically. There's actually stuff in there historically bound to the game that's, that has some historical representation in it some real fact stuff it's very cool i mean i think i mean i think that's what i was reading through the manual and it's saying i'm just taking it literally but i said you know this happened i know there's some flavor text there too but but it was actually you know historically there was some cool little facts in there that just that really helps to immerse you in a game and and to make you want to play it in uh well, it's just more enjoyable because you can you can actually just sort of, I don't know, feel like you're there a little bit. And and it makes sense when you're opening up this you know, public building to drive traffic to your stores. And because of that, you're going to gain victory points, which are wigs in this, I guess, in that day and age. You know, the nicer wig you had or the more wigs you had that just symbolized your wealth or how well you were doing. So victory points equals wigs in this game. And there's this awesome thing about this game where as you're building stores there's this little grid you're building stores on and when you build on them you're going to cover up spaces where you, you by covering the space you get the the benefit and then you're going to get these cubes that represent you know water damage or fire damage or earthquake damage that you're trying to create sets of and that unlocks this which unlocks that which then you go over here and you play you've got cards in your hand and you play the cards is really you know, what's cool is that with all the crazy options you have in this game, is really you have a hand of cards, and any card you just on your turn you're going to play a card, do whatever action it is you you did, and then you're going to draw a card, and that's that's it. But and and in each card, so you take you have a card in your hand, you can you can either play it uh, on your player board or you can play it onto the main board. Those are the only two things you can do, and depending on what kind of card it is, you you there's just um, well, there's a set of actions basically that that'll, you can you can take. But for each card, again, you can there's just a spot you put it on your board or a spot you put it on the main board, and then you take the action that uh, that you've triggered. There's a bunch of actions, and and within those actions that are all linked together, and you got to think about okay, you know, got to have a bit of a plan by playing this card to make sure you get some money or whatever. You're getting that money so that next turn you can go and build a store. You know, there's stuff like that and there's some planning to be done, but it's 
uh, again, I, I think it's a disservice to the, to the game a little bit that you, you see on Board Game Geek has a weight rating of like 4.5 something. I mean, that's just, you know, and I'm not, it's just not that heavy. And, and, and I'm not saying that because I feel like I'm some genius board game player. It's just like the, 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 the price of entry is high as you're trying to wrap your head around all these different mechanics. But once you do, once you get a, a couple games under your belt, the game just sings and it, and it, and it plays heavy, but no, not 4.5 something or other, not from, I, I just don't, and I think it, it probably turns away a lot of people, but not really. I mean, <laughs> a lot of people like this game. This is a very popular game, but I think it, it if I think it, it does deter a lot of people from even trying it because they just, see that weight and they're like oh no you know when i see that weight i think of something like maybe mage knight or you know mage knight i know through and through but when you're playing a game i mean every little movement or action card play is agonizing and there's so much stuff to consider in mage knight that even when you know the rules through and through it plays super it plays very heavy but with a game like Lisboa and really many Vita Lacerda games, there's just this huge, you know, <laughs> launch that you just like getting the space shuttle out into space it just takes all this tremendous energy to move to relatively speaking, very little distance. But once you finally bust through orbit and you're just out floating in space, oh, it's just grand. It just takes very little energy, so to speak. Um to, to, to go great distances. And, and that's the way it feels with Vito Lacerda. There's all this effort and upfront time to, to invest, to learn a game. But then once you get it, you get it and it just plays beautifully heavy. But, but to me, again, like around a, a high three, three, nine, not to four though, for me, I would even say. Anyway, that's, uh, that's Vito Lacerda for, for you. Uh, Lisboa, doesn't disappoint the solo version is is does <laughs> i don't want to say it disappoints it's it's what i expected he typically tacks on a, a style of solo variant which is very much his style but it's very you know in this day and age where where i mean designers are singling themselves out as solo variant designers like david turchi you know the, the design could be so much well in fact and in Kanban, which Vito Lacerda, again, is re-releasing his uh, 13th version of. Anyway, it's not. That's not true. It's like this third or fourth version, which I'm getting tired of seeing games do that, tell you what. But anyway, Kanban, which I didn't back, even though I guess what I'm getting to is that uh, there's a solo official now, solo variant, that's made by David Turchi for Kanban. Very excited for that. Did I back it on Kickstarter? No, I did not, because I already own Kanban. And then there was like been a driver's edition since then. There's been some other editions since then. And that's ridiculous to me. And so I am going to hold off and wait and see how I might enjoy that solo variant and hear a little bit about David Turchi. And I mean, I, I know he's going to make an awesome variant for it. But it just all looks like very simple, very one one deck of cards, Automa based variant for Kanban, and I'm not going to fork out another hundred bucks for the game to find that. So anyway, there's that. But getting back to what I was saying, Vito Lacerda I think is making an excellent decision by commissioning David Turchi to 
do a solo variant for that. That actually, in, in that game, Vito Lacerda did not do a solo variant for that. There's some fan-made solo variants for that, but I don't know that an official one was actually put out for that. Uh, unlike Vinos, Gallerist, On Mars, Lisboa, Vito Lacerda did, I believe, he, he mainly designed, handled the design. They all kind of play similarly, and they give you like, like four different... Uh, you know, areas, if you, if you win the game, then you kind of get to rate yourself based on these parameters, which is very unique to his style of developing a solo variant. But the solo variants themselves are not, are not terrifically thoughtful in design, in, in my opinion. They are uh, rather simplistic, which is cool, I think, for maybe someone who just normally plays multiplayer and just wants to learn the game or just wants to get that little Vito Lacerda feel, that, that game, his, his style, you know, play one of his games without people. It's a great way to experience the game, but it's not like for the solo tabletop gamer like myself who 95% who of the time is playing solo games, it's not enough. Um, and so... Uh, I played it three times, and I'm playing it now my fourth time. The first three times, I, I'm just trying to get to know the game, and I'm playing with the official solo variant. And it's great to learn the game, and, and it's a very simple solo variant to implement, and I appreciate it, uh, but I was ready to move on after the, after the third game. And fortunately, Game Rules for One, which is a, uh, a user on BoardGameGeek, who was the David Turchy. Before David Turchy was David Turchy, he has been designing his own solo variants on top of official solo variants, such as like all the way back in the days of Agricola, which is like one of the first of its kind, like a heavy Euro, before I even knew it was, you know, called a Euro. I don't even know if they were called Euro games, you know, resource management game, worker placement game. Game Rules for One did his own, I think, a number of solo variants for that to really make it better. It was just a better solo variant version than what came out officially. And he's been doing that for so many games since then and on. And he, he has made one for Lisboa. It's like an eight-page rule set. I mean, it's, this is for, for, again, this isn't for just your casual solo gamer. This is, you're learning a heavy game in Lisboa. Probably the solo variant, the official one that came out, which is own little another little set of rules you got to learn. Then on top of that, you're moving on to an eight-page rule set to play game rules for one, that fan-made solo variant. And uh, I believe it's trademark solo play or something like that. But anyway, you can go on Board Game Geek, you can go on Lisboa uh, Board Game Geek, you can go to the file section, you can find that, you can get those rules. Oh, and I tell you, I'm only halfway through the game right now using it. And it's a lot. It's another like another game to learn on top of an already big game. But I know it's 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 where it's at. I mean, it's it's designed for the solo player. So I'm so thankful for Game Rules for One. I uh, again, I have uh, such tremendous appreciation and 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 respect for someone that has gone to such levels of depth of thought and design to create these games for, for someone like myself who just genuinely appreciates it and uh, and I'm willing to put in the time. It's worth it, you know, to me to put in the time to learn this this variant, which I'm doing and I'm halfway through the the, the game, uh, my first game of it. 
and it's just remarkable. It's just, it's genius how it's implemented. You take, well, anyway, I'll probably get more into that as I play it and learn it more and get a little bit better at implementing it quicker. Because right now it's, you know, kind of agonizing and slow as I'm sort of stumbling through and I'm sure making lots of mistakes, but oh, the payoff, it's going to bear fruit. I'm telling you what. So anything else going on here? Yeah, I ordered escape plan. <laughs> Mark there at uh, Not Board Gaming convinced me that it's, it's, it looks, it's, again, I'm, I'm not, uh, even with his blessing, I'm not expecting too much. I don't want to, you know, disappoint my, you know, get my hopes up, but uh, he said the solo variant is really good. And we both had kind of the same reservations of on, on Mars, um, but both enjoyed it. And so, uh, so anyway, Escape Plan just looks like a cool kind of just a flashy, fun, one of the most fun themed games that Vito Lacerda has put out. You know, this idea of, of, of being a, I don't know, some sort of burglar and you're trying to escape the city with, with as much money as you can. Very cool. And uh, looks fun. I've always been interested in it. And so uh, that's on its way. It should be here early next week. And um, Cooper Island, finally, uh, this guy's got a hold of me and said, sorry, delay. I've been waiting. I mean, it was supposed to ship, you know, last month. Didn't. But uh, that should be here on Saturday. So Cooper Island, looking forward to that. And um, anything else? I don't think so. So right now, my table is completely dominated by Lisboa. But shortly, I will be uh, introducing new games to it as I've still got, what, Doom Rock to get into and, oh, some other little piddly stuff there that I've been thinking of wanting to get back on the table. But I think for now, that's all we got going. So thank you so much for joining me. I hope out there in this rather crazy world that we're still all living in, you're continuing to get your solo gaming on. And until next time, I'm Board Game Rants and I'm out.